Mama. I'm Gosha Scarrot, and this is the Firestarter Mom podcast, the show where we feature inspiring conversations with Firestarter moms and experts on motherhood identity shift, finding our inner firebug, and feeling adequate and empowered as moms and women. Welcome. Are you a mom and a business owner craving balance and energy protection? Wondering how to turn your dream business into reality while being fully present for your family? Well, get ready to be inspired as we dive into the world of energy and business with my wonderful guest. In this episode, I sit down with Emily Armitage, a coach for female founders and small business owners. Emily is on a mission to help women like you build the businesses of their dreams, make more money and live their most joyful lives. But how does she do it? What's her secret? Emily takes us on her own matrescence journey, sharing how becoming a mom sparked a reflection on how men are treated in the world and how we can change the way we treat others. She delves into the impact of motherhood on your connection to your business, your energy, focus and work rhythm. We will explore what running a business and being a mom can look like, challenging common misconceptions about hustle and success in this dual role. But that's not all. Emily introduces us to the fascinating concept of human design and its role in protecting your energy. Discover the five energy types according to human design and how they can help you optimize your time and work more efficiently. You will also learn the three key things you can do to safeguard your energy and make decisions that align with your authentic self. Ready to take charge of your energy and break free from societal expectations? Let's get started. Hello, Emily. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. I am also really excited and we have a very interesting topic today. I think many moms who are thinking of setting up business or are already business owners uh, will very much resonate uh, with because we will talk about energy and business mm-hmm. and how we can protect that. Because I don't know about you, but I think in motherhood, uh, we know that energy is something that we not only need to protect, but manage almost well because uh, there can be deficit of energy. Totally. <laughs> and I I think if you've got a business as well, it's an absolute double whammy because your energy and how you show up in your business and that your energy carries you forward. And when you're combining that with motherhood, where you obviously have to protect your energy and, and they've got that too, it's like, ah, managing those two things together. And yeah, it's a, it is an interesting one. Exactly. And that's why I'm excited uh, for, for this conversation. So that's great. But as always, I love to start, I love to actually divide the, the, the my podcast episodes into two parts. First is all about you as a mom. Mm-hmm. And, and another part, second part is uh, about you as a change maker and about your work and how you help other, other moms and other women. So let's start from you as a mom. I am so, so curious to hear how you are feeling now as a mom. But before we get there, who were you actually before becoming mom? Can you tell us more about that? It's one really kind of stomach because I was like, who, who was I? I can't, I can't remember. I was, I was me, but I was also a different version of me. And that question really made me stop and think actually. And I think 
and some people listening to this will probably disagree here but personally I think I was a lot more timid and far more of a people pleaser like I still had my sort of get up and go and I was still enthusiastic and I was still you know doing all the things but I was quite afraid of a lot of stuff and quite apprehensive of a lot of stuff and I think that carried through into everything I did really and then since becoming a mom boundary setting has become quite forceful and I'm very very aware that how my apprehension shows up can impact my child and I don't want him to have the same sort of worries and and fear about doing things or experiencing things that that I have which was sort of arid to me through my upbringing I want to stop that so yeah definitely I was a lot more timid I think a lot more afraid of speaking up saying my piece especially in like family situations mm-hmm. um whereas since having Bo I will say my piece a bit more and be a bit like I don't I don't really care what you think this mm-hmm. is the way it has to be so yeah I think that's been quite a shift actually right well um I wonder what when it comes to what you were doing because very often um my guests uh, refer to the past selves or their previous kind of identity in terms of what they were doing so whether that's profession or Mm. just lifestyle uh tell us a bit more about that what what was your lifestyle like because that is another thing that really changed a lot for us moms I had a lot more free time (laughs) yeah like the freedom aspect like just the choice to get up and go I don't think professionally that hasn't changed too much because so I have a day job alongside my coaching practice and I was still I was doing it I'm on maternity leave from from that at the moment not from my coaching practice but from the day job so I, I was I was doing those things before and I kind of still am it just looks a little bit different but in terms of like managing my time I guess like I didn't have to have arrangements in place to do the stuff that I wanted to do I could just be like eh, I'm gonna go here now or I'm off to the gym or yeah. meeting up with friends didn't take like hours and six calendar moves and all this sort of stuff. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the logistical side of it, I think, that's changed quite a lot. Personal space. But what about mental space? Do you feel? I think that's an interesting one. I think I have slightly reduced mental space, but actually how my brain works is quite, it compartmentalizes Mm. stuff quite a lot so I'm like well I'm dealing with this now and now I'm dealing with this now and now I'm dealing with this now and that's how I was previously like in my job and and stuff like that so I think I've just added another compartment in for baby and family I think that's very unique unique in a way Mm. that as far as I know or and understand myself and women because normally, guys, the, the men have that ability to compartmentalize. I, I am struggling, mm. struggling to say that word. But but with, with women, it seems to be that we just blend everything. It's just everything is blended. That's always something that I heard about w- woman's brain, actually. Mm. And that was uh, kind of my belief. So when I hear that you just put into into drawers, it's quite unique for me to hear it. So mm. that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, I wasn't even sure if that's possible because so far that's all I knew that. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I think it is. I mean, like with the emotional side, that's definitely there. And obviously when I'm working, like I miss Bo, 
but also I know I need to do certain things for me for me to show up as the best mom that I can and I'll come on to that a little bit more like about the guilt that comes up with that but I know that if I don't do certain things or get a certain space I guess then I'm not going to be the best version of me that shows up okay cool so let's dive into presence let's land in now what does it feel like to be a mum? Oh, it's a big old mix of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> it it feels like he's always been been there. Like I was waiting to be his mom. Like I was just waiting for him to show up. That's what it feels like. But at the same time, it's also the freedom that was there and the autonomy that was there is no longer there. And I know that will change and shift. Like so much has changed and shifted since he was born. He's 10 months now and things have changed. Mm -hmm. And I know that will continually change. But yeah, I think that's the biggest feeling. Like I'm meant to be his mom. But it's um yeah, and I think that's that shift is so real for for many moms. But but how do you find motherhood anyway so far? What's your mattress journey like? And uh, and the sort of like shifts that you experience uh, in terms of whether you feel that you've experienced any sort of change in your values, in how you see the world. I think one of the, yeah, one of the biggest shifts I've had is because I've got a little boy and yeah. I never, for some reason, I never imagined having a boy. Like I always, because I'm female, I just imagine female, like not many males in my family and all that sort of stuff. And having a little boy has been quite confronting to me about how the world treats little boys and how it treats men in general and how I've contributed to possibly treating when when I was younger, like men and boys, not a kind way. And it's really made me think about how we treat each other just generally and yeah I didn't expect that to happen at all I didn't expect that kind of those thoughts to come up but I think when you see when you have a child who hasn't got the like weight of the world and all the conditioning and all the this is how you should be and and they just are like the innocence is just so pure and so heartbreaking in a way because you're like this is going to change like he's going to get the world coming mm-hmm. at him and, and changing him but when you see the origins of of who that person is and they're just existing like that really made me think about a lot of how we treat each other and how I've treated people and what we could do differently and how I want to bring him up differently to mm-hmm. be resilient against that but also to to treat others in, in a different way let's explore business energy and motherhood Okay, okay. Because they are so interlinked. And I wonder, how do you see that um, having a baby actually impacted your business, but perhaps in a surprising ways? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when he was born, and I didn't expect this at all, I had this real like burst of energy and like I was so creative and we were, I was getting no sleep and we were up all night and I, I was like feeding him and typing notes on my phone like creative ideas content ideas offers and like this it was like I was cracked open and all this creativity sort of fell out of me did you find that at all when you you... for me completely I completely disconnected from my years of being a coach 
um, and whatever I was doing before. So yeah, things changed. That creativity, yeah. that drive, definitely. Yeah, it was. I didn't expect that. I was. I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. And I think as he's got older, that's kind of reduced that initial burst mm. and the sort of relentlessness of motherhood <laughs> yes. has has come in because it's it is honestly it's brutal and it's relentless isn't it really <laughs> yes yeah so it's like that creativity comes in much shorter bursts and mm-hmm. much more ad hoc whereas at the beginning it was just like a floodgates open like blah so that's been a bit of a weird wave to to ride because I kind of got used to it and now it's kind of going and I'm like, ah, where's it gone? <laughs> I was enjoying that that bit. I guess it's your brain just reacting to to what's happened and your brain does all sorts of odd stuff, doesn't it? So it's it's come out in such a such a random way. Because you set up business before becoming mum. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then when you became mum, did you step into that? default perhaps like me uh which is i just grab onto what what i know and initially in the first months i just like i was kind of back on it wanting to run webinars and stuff but it kind of diminished for me actually later on but i think your journey is a bit different yeah <laughs> yeah creativity yeah. and stuff was kind of almost like you you gained it back or you just built this back is that correct yeah yeah, yeah i think so so i i pivoted my business just before having Bo, because it, how how I was set up my business model and what I was doing wasn't working and I knew it wasn't working and it wasn't right for me. And I didn't want to spend my maternity leave build it, trying to build a business that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I got really sort of serious. I was like, right, there's a, there's a finite point here. I'm having a baby things are going to change. I have to get this nailed. Um, So I went really deep into my human design, actually, and pivoted based on on that, based on my sort of energy signature to come to where I am today. So I did that in like the May and he was born in the September. And then, yeah, come like end of October, November, I was like, right, I need to, I was starting to appear on emails and be there on social media and stuff like I needed Mm. I needed that extra something to guess anchor myself back to to something that I knew (laughs) because of having this such such monumental shift it was like oh okay I'm riding this wave what can I anchor myself into and and start showing up and and start trying to understand how the two things can work together being a mom and and running a business because I've never been a mom before like I don't know how this is how this is going to work and I think we get shown a lot like you have to choose like it has to be this or that or if you are a mom that runs a business you have to you know be tearing your hair out and totally overwhelmed and I'm like I don't want to do either of those things there has to be a different way so it's sort of been feeling into that and yeah it's been an interesting journey I hate that word but I'm going to use it so uh, can you share with us some insights some ways to protect your energy when you try to juggle that yeah sure I think one of the biggest things that's helped me is structuring my business properly with the time that I have so I have very limited time in the week in the day 
and the structure that I've created, not just of my time, but of like my business model as well. Those two things working together helps protect the energy that I do have because you have a battery, don't you, (laughs) throughout the day? Like think of yourself as having a battery and your business takes so much energy and your child and mothering takes so much energy. And then there's, you know, everything else as well. So being able to um, structure your time. I don't know if you found this as well, like how your how you use your time is really important to, yeah. to making that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the starting point for me is like, okay, how, how much actually time I have realistically that I can uh, spend on, let's say, podcast or mm-hmm. other business project, right? And then, you know, there is the Parkinson's law time really expands to work expands to the time you give it Mm. so if you say you have only I don't know a couple of hours a week Mm -hmm. you will organize yourself in a way that you just do as much work that can fit those two hours if you give yourself five hours you expand to that um so that is uh, that is something that kind of like have in mind because we often mm-hmm. we definitely have those stories that even when you look back when you were a student for example you, you could have uh, so much time to study for example actually squeeze it into one day for example yeah. <laughs> before exams yeah so you so it, it is it is that kind of principle so uh, yeah it's definitely looking at mm-hmm. uh, how much time i have like realistically you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um another thing is to, uh, to make that decision because you can decide to work on your business business the moment you put your baby uh, for, for nap so let's say you <laughs> have yeah that don't work one hour and you can jump <laughs> on this right away but you can also choose that you know what i don't like jumping like that i mm. need at least 15 minutes to reset yeah um, and certain things at home won't be done if i want to mm-hmm. work i may yeah. not put that yeah, yeah, yeah. dishwasher it's and stuff on making that choice making that choice and I think that can be so hard to do especially at first because the expectation that's in your system is oh well I've got to make sure the baby's okay do my business and make sure the house looks like pristine and it's you know having that juggle having that juggle really and I think as well understanding how I work so this is where human design has really come in for me and and embracing that has made such a massive difference to my business but also uh, to my life as well yeah yeah let's get into it tell us a bit about uh, human design because I know that you use this faculty a a lot in your work with clients and then how it helped you protecting your energy better yeah yeah sure so human design is a modality much like astrology or numerology um, but it combines a lot of them together so you've got astrology in there the chakra system the I Ching, Kabbalah, quantum physics I'm sure I'm missing something but it's, it's it combines a lot so you get a real holistic almost like matrix view of of yourself it's sort of a, an energetic blueprint if you like of yourself and it's also um like a self-discovery system so it's very much a permission slip not a prescription you don't have to sort of totally go down the road of this is my life now because this is what my human design says obviously everybody brings in different perceptions and perspectives but it's a really good guide and a compass to understanding yourself better and understanding how you uniquely work and how your energy works and what you're here to do basically and I find it absolutely fascinating I came across it totally by accident and went straight down the rabbit hole and yeah 
the more you know, the more there is to know. And it's just, it's quite mind-blowing, really, once you get into it. I started applying it to like my general life. So there's different energy types in there. There's five energy types and they all have different strategies and different authorities. And it's about understanding that's just like the basics there. Um, And then you go down into like your gates and channels and undefined and defined um, spaces and things like that. And it it sounds quite complicated. So yeah, what does human design reveal about your energy? What you can learn about your energy from human design yeah so if you look at your energy type so for example i'm a generator and generators sound have the energy they sound like they would have it's like we have a big battery we're like duracell bunnies yeah yeah just keep going and going and going if something lights us up and if we're enthusiastic and it feels good then we are in there and we can go forever and one thing that i knew about myself before but this is really sort of brought it out is I have to run my battery down like we were talking about humans being batteries and that's particularly true for generators so I have to do physical exercise I have to have good conversations I have to have a lot of movement in my day and I have to use my brain uh, in ways that I enjoy to then sleep well not that there's much sleep going on at the moment because I'm a 10 month old but beside the point so that for me is really important to do like that is how my energy works and if if I'm doing things that don't light me up and my gut so a gut response like that's my authority mm-hmm. and if I'm not following that gut response which is a definite yes no in the moment and if I'm doing a lot of things that are a no for me and don't light me up that can really impact how I feel and how I show up and it comes across in my energy levels it comes up in like how I am to interact with as a person like in in the family it's a real downer for not just me but everybody around me as well so protecting that energy and making sure I'm doing stuff I mean obviously you can't always do the things you want to do that you love but making sure the majority of the stuff I do is in that camp helps helps protect that energy if for example you are a manifester uh, or I mean. a projector <laughs> yeah. yeah your energy will definitely ebb and flow so like manifestors have that initial like burst for like yeah let's start something We're off starting, yeah 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 and then gradually that'll sort of wind down a little bit mm. and you'll probably find that you need to take more rest like projectors are very much all or nothing they'll like do a huge thing of work and then need a huge amount of time to like rest and my, my little boy is a manifester, the, the same as you. And he needs like wind down time. Like this is already coming out. He needs That's that incredible, wind down. actually what you are saying. Yeah. Because I was thinking like, actually, yeah. One thing is that human design can help us understand ourselves, our energy, and uh, also set up our boundaries around that better. But actually we can learn so much about our children as well. Yeah. Um, I haven't explored this yet properly. My daughter is manifesting generator. Uh, so all into that. all the things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely see that she is, is different than me in terms of like how, how she moves through the day, how she manages her little energy. Mm-hmm. She's very much out there and very curious and very in different directions, just like, mm-hmm. you know, multi-passionate type, which very yeah. often manifesting generators are uh, into many things. At the same mm-hmm. time, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. ah, <laughs> but me, no, I'm not. And it's just like, it, it can wear me off actually sometimes. Yes. Yeah. 
uh yeah but t t tell me what, what you've noticed with uh yeah with your son because that's yeah yeah it is it is it's fascinating that these things are coming out so little yeah so he he's a manifest like i say and yeah the winding down like he me and my husband are both generators so there's a lot of strong energy in the house like a lot of go 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 right um and yeah Bo is very much like he's such a chilled little kid and he's quite happy left to his own devices mm. like he doesn't necessarily need a lot of input he can quite happily entertain himself he, he needs that wind down time like to bedtime routine is really important like he's not a kid that can be rushed he needs that space to sort of separate out from us for the from the day um, and he also like initiates already so he like initiates little games and he's very much like you're playing with me we're, we're gonna play this game now so he has a little ball and he like does like rolling it to you for like throwing throw and catch and passing things around like and he gets everybody involved like if there's a if there's family around like everybody has to play so it's very it's quite sweet that he's like getting us all involved to start that start that thing off already so yeah those are I things i already see differences because at the moment mm. you you describe that uh, i'm literally mapping in my mind um like seeing what it is like with with my daughter and and mm. yeah i definitely see a little bit different uh, mm. kind of behaviors there yeah very very fascinating and i think mm. it's great to look into it so how knowing all that and and your energy help you navigate mm -hmm. So many, you know, all those balls in the air and business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really being able to understand my sort of uniqueness and my energy. It's helped me design my business better. So when I was doing that pivot, it really helped me go, right, well, I really like one-to-one -one because of this and this and this within my chart. And I really like working with these sorts of people and I'm here to to do this so I'm I'm like the cheerleader challenger kind of person I'm not there to lead the charge necessarily I'm there to support the person that is so in my role that's what I do I'm there to help you create the business that works for you based on your uniqueness with the skills that I have so it's been quite interesting moving from the space I was in before which was money coaching into into this and obviously money coaching comes into what I do but it's not the it's not the be all and end all it's like part of it so that's been quite good decision making as well so understanding how you make decisions from from that authority that you have so there's there's various different types of, of authority mine is that gut authority and it's how do you how would you define authority for someone who obviously is not familiar with with those terms it's how you make decisions in the world, not from your head necessarily. So a lot of us, are, we're taught that you, you it's a logical thing, making a decision. And, and actually, so many of us feel it in our bodies instead. We discount that and think, oh, you know, oh, oh we're so out of touch with that. We don't even notice anything. Um, so it's about getting back in touch with those feelings internally, not just running through the, the logic in your head. And um, because your logic is skewed by your experiences and your perceptions and the society that you live in and so many other things, it's that where the shoulds come in, like, oh, this is a family story or this is a narrative I've always followed, so I should do this. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're tapping into that that human design, whether it's your, your gut authority or emotional weight for clarity or an ego, you know, I need this, I want it kind of thing, 
it's recognizing that recognizing how that feels for you and then being able to follow that so that really helps make decision making so much more efficient because I'm not going oh what about this what about this I'm like no it's my gut says this I trust it let's go and it's really quite it's simplified a lot of things that sounds really good and I definitely resonate uh, and understand where you are coming from because I've been Mm -hmm. kind of looking into human design since at least one year and I Mm -hmm. And I definitely see it as as a, as a great tool to yeah, like you said, for self discovery, but for more like honoring like who you really are. But yeah, so when you when you look at applying that to manage your energy better in business, what what are the difficulties in implementing this in trusting? Yeah, it? Uh, yeah, trust trusting it is. It, if you've not done it before and it's new to you and you feel quite disconnected from what it's telling you your authority is, then it can be really quite difficult. And it's sort of a question of building that evidence up. So giving it little things, like not the big important stuff, don't, you know, make a big massive life choice depending on it because you've not done it before. But even like, what do I want for tea? (laughs) Like something really small, giving it, like testing it out, start building it up. So you start recognizing what that feeling feels like for you and then being able to trust it. I think that that can really help. I think something else that really can get in the way of it are those sort of narratives and conditioning and like the social shoulds that we're given, especially as women, especially as mothers, and how they can really get in the way, not just in business, but in life as well. Like I should be, I should be taking my baby to more baby groups and classes. I should be working with five clients a day even though I want to do this with my child. it's There's a lot of like guilt in there as well. And I think there's a, a real unpicking and an uncovering of stuff that you might have to do to start working with your unique energy in the way that really aligns for you because there's so much that can get in the way of that. But once you start unpicking that and once you start going, hang on a minute, this is not for me. This is not my story. This has been given to me then you can really start to see the changes and start to see things work in a different way. At least that's what's happened for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's very true. But I think in exploring human design and how it can help you, yeah, you're going to first be actually open to to that because it can go really complex. You can definitely get mm-hmm. the, the reading do you actually offer something like this for your clients when you when you work um as a business coach yeah yeah so i um i don't offer like just human design readings yeah. but i offer hum- we always look at the chart in our want my one to one offerings so whether that's like the four month one to one which is like my high ticket big program or if it's um the like a 90 minute thing or in, i do have a group program as well for like pre business owners who are looking to start off on the on the right foot and we always go and look at the chart first so it might be that we're just looking at the, like the basics in it which we do in the the foundational program mm-hmm. which is your type, your authority, your strategy, because those those are like the building blocks or whether we're having a bit more of a deep dive to like help you pivot, help you refine your business, help you really come up with a business that works for you. Alongside that, I always look at the more complex parts of the chart because that's where the the intricacies and the individualization is. Like that's where the juicy stuff is. In your work with clients, what do you see that they shift most? 
by implementing that, by understanding that. Yeah, I think for so many people, like I've never met anybody who isn't partially living their design already. I've never met anybody where it's like a totally alien concept. There's always some points of recognition. And for so many people, it's a real permission slip to go, oh, this is why I feel like this, or this is why I'm really drawn to doing this type of work or that kind of thing. So, and, and it gives them the confidence to go, right, let's go for it because that part of me is innate and it's there. So it's, I think that's the biggest shift that I see is it it being a permission a permission slip and like a confidence booster for for so many people just to sort of let them let them go do what they want to do because that's what they're meant to be doing anyway I feel that uh, for for someone who is not kind of familiar with human design but really want to start protecting that energy better what is the first step someone can take the to... first step yeah. would be to go online, type in free human design chart. I really, really rate myhumandesign.com. It's free. It explains quite a lot. And look at your um, strategy, authority and type. And though that's sort of basic. And there's, there's a, a real good explanation on there um, about yeah. what those things are. And just start noticing those things and applying those things and build it from there and start really leaning into those areas and see what happens see where it gets you it's not for everybody much mm-hmm. like you know astrology isn't for everybody yeah. or whatever but but the if it does click with you it can be such a such a good tool yeah. to use and to have and the key to the key free key benefits that you got out mm-hmm. of it in the context of your business uh, can we recap on this was that decision making the decision making um sort of the the direction like the compass to follow sort of thing in yeah. the direction of it and yeah like my energy and and how i work and the uniqueness of the offers i have or how my business is built based on how i intrinsically work so i guess those are the three the three big ones yeah well that that's uh, that's pretty reason to uh, I think start uh, looking into it at least Mm. yeah just get curious because I think that's what I love in personal development or personal growth is getting curious basically Mm -hmm. because there is uh, in our lifetime there there will not be enough time to explore everything and all great things out there but if you are listening to it it means that that's probably a good sign to check maybe human design actually is something for you and and then uh, if you are a business owner just just looking at how you can actually align yourself Mm -hmm. better because yeah motherhood is demanding and and challenging all that uh, almost like forces us but in a good way to look more into how we can redefine self-care and i think human design i see it as a as a kind of tool uh in that context too because Mm -hmm. Uh, I think self-care is just not not just motherhood, but actually in business, whether you are a mom or or not, it's just so much about uh, managing uh, your energy. Because would you agree, Emily, that everything we create in our work and in life is actually the creation of energy? We are energy. Totally, totally. It carries our essence. It carries our blueprint or signature, if you like. And and yeah, and even the conversations we have like now it's a reciprocal relationship it's an energy exchange isn't it um so yeah everything carries that yeah exactly um what sets you on fire 
these days. Oh, what sets me on fire? Quite a lot of things set me on fire. I get a bee in my bonnet about women and money and um, marginalised groups, women and, and money, and um, the patriarchy and how, you know, it's not really working for anybody, is it? So let's smash that one female founder at a time, which is what I'm here to do. What else sets me on mm. fire? Climate, climate crisis, that sets me oh, on fire. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those things... I I try and bring my passion and what's the word? I'm not quite sure of the word. I guess the the fire in my belly that I have for those things, like that is a really big reason why I do what I do because Mm -hmm. I think women changing how they work and understanding that the shoulds that are given to them by society, family, et cetera, are not necessarily theirs. So by putting those down, we can actually create a really different world. That's what I'm here to help, help other women do. Because I think time is now, isn't it really? The world is needs changing for a lot of different reasons. And, Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, there is uh, one part of uh, my uh, podcast uh, question that I always ask is about uh, a TEDx conference. And I was struggling with this one so much. I'm like, you know I what? don't know. Yeah, it makes me think of my previous guest, uh, Helen, who uh, helps people uh, actually discover that TED Talk within. And she believes that everyone has got that message. But I think another part of it is that we also need to be ready for the message inside us. What mm-hmm. do you think that message could be that you would like to share that is just like um, firing in you? Firing, <laughs> firing okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you should have a series of TEDx talks like as your learning grows you could just have like one every two years like based on how it how it works yeah okay so I I had to really think about this and I, my mm. TED, TEDx talk would be the ripple effect how individual actions create collective change because mm-hmm. we underestimate our impact on other people so massively like we don't know how us showing up in a different way will change the mind or change the actions of somebody else. And when we think about collective change, we think about collaboration and community. And yes, that is definitely there. But actually, what you do as an individual really matters. A community is made up of individual people. And if those people are all making a concerted effort to do a different thing, that's how we see collective change happen. So it's, it's yeah, that would be it about the impact you have as as you on the world around you and how with that we can make massive changes happen Hmm, great brilliant so tell us maybe uh, now toward the end where our listeners can find you online to learn more about how you how we support so i'm over on instagram at emily armitage underscore um and i have a website emilyarmitage.co.uk and I have a newsletter on there you can sign yeah. up um, or a quiz if you're feeling your business is feeling really sticky. Um, I've got a quick like smash it style quiz on there um, that's quite fun mm-hmm. to take and gives you answers that you can then start working on straight away. So yeah, come over, say hi. Brilliant. Emily, thank you so much for your time and for this uh, great conversation. I thank hope you it, for having me. Yes, I hope uh, our listeners find it inspiring and get curious about looking at human design and how it can help them protect their energy, protect their energy in motherhood and in business and in life, right? Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, Mama. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave me a review and subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me over at Instagram where my handle is at firestatamam. Looking forward to see you back here soon for the next chat. Bye for now.